Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic Podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 53. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for the Main and Magic Podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie and I discuss our top five most evil Disney animated villains, and we both share our pick for the most villainous. We also reflect on how their evil deeds are mirrored in our own world and what we might learn from them. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and magic. Welcome aboard, everybody. It is the spooky season, and we have a spooky ride planned for you today because we are going to be talking about our top five most villainous Disney animated villains. And joining me is Katie from Pictures of Postcards Travel to get evil and villainous. Lock up your children, Salem. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) I love it. Uh, So last year at this time, we did the creepiest characters. And I already forgot what episode number that was. Let me look really quick because if you want more to listen to and you want some ideas for things to watch okay it's episode 27 we did disney's creepiest characters and we did really all of the disney umbrella so we had some live action stuff some animated stuff but this time around we're doing the most evil characters and we're only doing animated so we're doing disney animation and pixar only We'll, we'll we'll save the Marvel and Star Wars and live action stuff for another episode in the future. But today <laughs> it's all about the animated villains. Um, and we you were talked just about that episode. And th- sorry, you talked about that episode. The only thing I can think in my head, all I hear is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sealing the wheelers. The wheelers. <laughs> Everybody needs to watch Return to Oz. I don't care. It's such a good movie. Still holds up today. Just still the perfect (laughs) Halloween creepster movie. Love it. Okay, so let's talk about villains. Um, What? Okay, so when you're making your list, like, how did you, what was your process for this? Um, How did you start? I got, how did you start? And then how did you decide what ultimately makes a villain make your top five so i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit biased on um some of my favorite movies that i chose the villains of because i feel like the i feel like the villains kind of make the movie right like it, it wouldn't be the same without them and then like looking into it more like 
oh yeah, that person's really evil. Like they did this. And then there were a couple. So based on that list of some of my favorite movies, I kind of went down and said, well, who else is really evil? And then there was one I knew as soon as we talked about the episode, there was one I knew was going to be on the list. It's, you know, it's not even a favorite movie. I, when I say it, you guys are probably going to be like, what? But I feel like if you were to take a list of all the villains, this one takes the cake. In my opinion, this one takes the cake of it. So I, I based mine off of favorite movies, kind of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I had an immediate, like, this is the worst person. Oh, yeah. When when we were talking about doing this episode, too. So, like, we both have, like, a definitive most evil person as far as, you know, in our eyes. Um, but, yeah, I was, like, really thinking about it because choosing animated villains is different than choosing villains from live action because, you know, when you look at, like, Marvel and Star Wars – A lot of those villains are complicated in that you can kind of understand why they are the way they are. There's things that maybe they went through that you can identify with, but it, it, you know, it's like Loki. Mm -hmm. It's like a little bit, you know, he's got one foot in the good side and one foot in the bad side. And like Thanos, like he seems to genuinely love Gamora, but then he just kills like billions of everything. So it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's just like this complication Whereas I feel like a lot of the animated villains, they're just, you don't know why they are that way. You get, you get like one singular reason kind of why they are the way they are. And then they're just, they're just bad to be the villain in the movie. So it's a little bit of a different criteria, but it sounds like we're going to have some deviation here based on. Yeah. (laughs) If if I have to guess, if I have to guess, we have possibly two the same. I think we have a definite one. That's the same. I'm going to say, I'm going to say one of ours is a hundred percent. We don't tell each other. Who we pick ahead of time. No, we, we have no we idea. Yes. So I'm going to say we definitely have one that's the same. There's a possibility we have two. Okay. I, I'll, I'll go with that. I think we might have two that are the same. Well, hey, why don't you start us, start us off in, in no particular order? You can, nope. if you want to do your worst one first, go for it. But you can do whatever in no particular order. No, I'm going to save I'm going to save that one for a little bit down the road. All right. So, okay. my first one I picked is probably the first Disney movie I cried at. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so I picked Scar. Yes, so, that was most, that's <laughs> on my list. <laughs> All right. What are you? This is not the one I thought that we might have matched. Actually. There's an entire generation of children out there that are completely scarred from <laughs> right? Literally Side scarred note. from scar. Side note, I saw a video not too long ago of this little girl watching the light, like probably three years old watching Lion King for the first time, and then the horrible scene happened and her lip just started like going up and up and she started quivering and she starts crying she's like why would he do that it was so cute like i feel you kid i feel you um so scar was from the lion king which was 1994 he was voiced by jeremy irons and throw that out there there's a few reasons why i picked scar 
first of all, in my opinion, he was a hypocrite, he was greedy, and he was sneaky. So he was willing to kill his brother to take over the Pride Land after taking over it and after obviously being the most villainous, one of the most villainous people because he killed his brother in front of Simba. He then made Simba feel like he it was his fault. Like, how could you do that to this little thing? First of all, your nephew. And then it's this little, I mean, if you think about it, Simba's only like a year old. I don't know however old lions are at that point, but he's young. <laughs> Like, that's horrible. I felt like he was a hypocrite in it because he, at the end, spoiler alert, in case you haven't seen Lion King, um, (laughs) in the end, he starts begging Simba to spare him because we're in the same family. Like, you know, we're related. But that had nothing, like, he didn't take that into consideration when he didn't, his brother was asking him to spare his life. Yeah. So he was just a, I don't know. He was greedy because he wanted the, like he wanted to take over the land. He then took beautiful pride rock and the pride land and just destroyed it. So he was on the list. What did, what did you have other than what I said? He He's one of the most devious. It, it, it is one thing like, and it's such a like common trope, I guess, in you know early animated films, or or even like I mean Game of Thrones, right? I want the you know I'm the little I'm the younger brother or the younger sister, and my my brother gets to be the king. I want to be the king. Like that storyline is like a familiar trope, but the way right. that they did it, it's not, you know. They, they took it further than he just kills his brother. He kills his brother and then he makes his nephew think that it was his fault. Like a child, like right. just the child abuse of that. And, you know, oh, yeah. Simba like leaves and he's so distraught and just, you know, blames himself. And, and Scar's like perfectly happy to let him feel that way. And like, can we just like praise that? the the voice casting of jeremy iron like that was the most perfect so such good delivery that like really made you feel it but yeah scar was definitely on my list one of my favorite okay this has nothing to do i i did add like some on some of my characters i put like one of their best lines and i didn't but one of the best things that scar the only good thing that i think scar said in this movie or did is when Timon starts singing, it's a small world. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) And he goes, no, anything but that. (laughs) Like, okay, I can relate to you there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that has to, I think Scar has to be, I, I bet if we pull the group, which we will, he's one of the top picks for sure. I would say he's definitely top five. Yeah. Okay, well, that took off one of mine, so I'm going to bounce to another one. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And this one actually kind of surprised me, and I know we talked the other day, and I said that I had to go back, and there was a a couple of movies I wanted to rewatch because I wanted to – I had because how I did this was I made my list, 
and then I analyzed it and I was there was this one movie I needed to go back and watch and that is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because my initialist I had the evil queen but I hadn't seen the movie in an embarrassingly long time yeah and you know since they took the book report ride out of Magic Kingdom (laughs) (laughs) I didn't just have a three minute refresher. (laughs) So I guess I could have watched a ride through video, but I was like, I should watch the whole movie. So I picked the evil queen, which was both surprising. But after watching the movie, I was like, no, she's definitely one of the worst ones. So she is just, so she's Snow White's stepmother, which there's so much, there's so many questions that I have. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, but she's Snow White stuff on, and her whole thing is she just wants to be the prettiest girl in the kingdom. So she literally just has it out for, uh, and it, it sounds like it would have, like she would have had it out for anybody that the mirror said was the fairest, but it just so happened to be her stepdaughter, but that didn't stop her. And as you're watching the movie, you see things like pop out. Like she runs through this one section of the castle and there's a skeleton like hanging on, like it's like chained to the wall. So somebody was like, just left there to rot basically. And then there's another one in like the dungeon and it's reaching out of the cell towards a pitcher that is just out of reach. So somebody went down there and put a pitcher, you know, an inch away from where the fingers could reach, like just to be evil and torture people. Well, Disney had a dark side. No, I know, right? <laughs> and she she's like taking delight in thinking Snow White is going to be buried alive after after she bites the apple and falls into the sleeping death. She's like, it doesn't matter if I go kill her like all the way because the the spell isn't going to kill her all the way. Um, she just is like, well, the dwarfs will think she's dead and they'll bury her and she'll basically be buried alive. And she's like laughing. So she just is, it's like she is using evil as a form of entertainment. So it it just, yeah. and this kind of like, I mean, this kind of has modern, you know, modern issues to it too. Like just relentlessly trying to take someone down because you're jealous where you like feel a lack of control. Like so many right. of that's the thing is like so many of these movies, it seems like a very simple, like, Oh, she just hates her. Cause she's pretty, but like that happens now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so if you yeah. go back and watch these through the lens of like things you've experienced in your life with other people, it's a little like unnerving. Like, what the heck, man? (laughs) But, yeah, so Evil Queen, she's on my list. All right, I agree. She is, she is, uh, she is up there. She almost made my list. She did almost make the list, but I chose a different evil. (laughs) Uh, This is, this one actually is the one I think that we also have the same. 101 Dalmatians. Voiced by Betty Lou Gerson, Gerson, Cruella DeVille. Oh, 100%. Right? 
We don't do this. We don't do what you're doing in polite society. (laughs) Right. Okay. So she's evil. Uh, Her name is Cruel Devil. Like, that's it. There's nothing else to say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) So I will say, I do think that her henchmen are just as evil because she only directed them what to do and to obviously kill the puppies um which she didn't succeed but they were the ones that were trying to do it all along based on her request but i watch criminal minds a lot like i can watch the first three minutes of an episode of criminal minds and tell you what episode it is i'm weird like that um they say it best cruella de is a sadist <laughs> yes right i mean she one of her quotes is I don't care how you kill the little beasts, but do it. Any way you like, poison them, drown them, bash them in the head. Do you have any chloroform? I don't care how you kill them. Do it. Do it now. What? (laughs) I mean, and it's not even for the joy. Well, I mean, whatever. But the only reason she wants it is because she enjoys wearing fur. But the, the puppies call her devil woman. And again, we go to her name. Her name is literally Cruel Devil. There's, I, she's just. Uh, she's a friggin' worst. She's a sociopath, <laughs> a psychopath. I mean, and I will say so, she becomes, she's such a psychopath and a sociopath and whatever you want to say about her, if we're, you know, getting into this terminology. But at the end, she is so careless about everything and wanting the puppies that she ends up crashing her car while she's driving it. So she just goes on this rampage because all she cares about is the fur. She's just pure evil. I mean, she is 100% top three because of why she's evil, but she's in the top 10 of evil villains that Walt Disney has put out. For sure. 100%. Yeah, just that you could come up with the idea to kill puppies to make a coat out of. (laughs) Let me tell you, I'm sitting here going through these villain lists going, who? Like, I've watched, we've talked about it on our like Disney Plus reviews and like how Frozen is made and how they come up with the songs and they sit there. Who is hired to say, I'm in charge of the villain? What can I do and how... What? I don't get it. Like, how do you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, yeah. She's evil. Yeah, she's not, she's not. I, conversely, Cruella DeVille, the live action, love it. <laughs> um, she like saves the dogs. I love it. I, I have actually never seen the live action. What? Oh my God, Katie. What? (laughs) Okay, this is your next assignment. (laughs) Now that you've watched Princess and the Frog. It's amazing. It's such a good movie. So good. Emma Stone is amazing. And the music is awesome. You're going to love it because it's like all of our music. And the fashion and the lighting and the characters are so funny and so good. Oh my God. I freaking right. love it so much. Okay. Is it on this Disney is... Plus? I will put it on my list. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It has to be, I right? Think, 
Yeah, I think they put it on there like not too long after it came out. All right. Yes, Cruella DeVille animated, evil, Cruella DeVille live action, anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one that's just called Cruella, right? That live yeah. action? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Watch list. Check. Done. Got it. All right. Who's next on your list? She was the one I would have thought that we had the same. So I don't know how I that she was she was my the one I thought for sure we had. So right off the bat, your your first first two I already had on my list. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, you did? So we did get two? Scar and Cruella DeVille. Nice. All right, well. All right. <laughs> okay, so my next one is and she just she just came onto my list and kicked someone off my list literally this afternoon because I have been thinking about this way too much. <laughs> Wait, um, can I ask who she kicked off? She kicked off Air Calais from Luca. Okay. Uh, so he's now on my honorable mentions list. <laughs> All right. Um, and it is Lady Tremaine from yes. Cinderella. This lady... So she is Cinderella's stepmother, and all I have to say is the thing that got me to put her on the list is after the ball, when the kingdom, like the the guys from the castle are going around and looking for the person that fits the shoe, Cinderella is locked upstairs, and Lady Tremaine is trying to make it so that one of her daughters fits the shoe but obviously their feet are big and they don't fit the shoe and they're like trying to shove their feet in the shoe and all of that stuff and when it's so obvious that neither one of them is going to fit the shoe and the guys are going to leave she still keeps cinderella locked upstairs like she would rather not have any of a, any of her family members be the match to the shoe than have it be Cinderella. Like she would rather any other girl in the whole kingdom except for Cinderella. So she, her like hate for her is that deep that, you know, cause you would think, Oh, I have, you know, let me go see if my other daughter is home. Right. When, like, that's what you would think would happen right. when the first two don't fit. Because, of course, she's going to have preference to her own biological children. But when it's not happening, she doesn't say, oh, let me see if my other daughter is upstairs and, like, run up there and, like, bring her down and be like, try the freaking shoe on. You know, so right. she can still have some of that, like, connection to the castle and the kingdom no, she would rather leave her up there to rot. <laughs> like her disdain for her is so deep that she would rather just keep going on as normal life than have anybody, than have Cinderella go to the castle. And to me that, I mean, it, it goes back to the evil queen, just relentlessly trying to take someone down because you're jealous mm -hmm. and you just have complete disdain for them and you can't let it go. And your whole purpose in life is to destroy that person. Like, you're an evil person. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Not to mention she raised two brats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anastasia and Drizella are 
just and their cat yes. is a demon child and yes. <laughs> literally named Lucifer. <laughs> but yeah, so to me, I mean, and, and again, you can like see that in the real world, which makes it even more evil because it's like people actually have to live their lives this way. Right. So, yeah. So, Lady Tremaine. She's an evil, an evil lady. <laughs> she is. But she looks super fun to meet at the parks. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do the stepsisters. They're I know. Awesome. They're hilarious. If you yes. ever run into them when you're at Magic Kingdom, it's a riot. Yeah. It's almost as great as meeting, like, Chip and Dale when they're, like, having fun and frolicking, except they're face characters. They're hilarious yeah. to meet. Yeah, they can talk back to you and everything. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a G-rated, uh, what's it called? Roast when you meet them. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, my Disney gosh. Disney version. Disney-fied. <laughs> oh. All right. So next on my list, I went with Clayton. I'm all about the animal, like, if you hurt an animal, you're evil, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that, and they're gorillas. They're my favorite animal. Um, so Clayton is from Tarzan. He was, he was devious, right? Like, he made it out to be like, oh, he was there to help. And, like, this fake personality almost where he had to hide who he truly was and they had no idea. They thought he was really there to help. And then comes out that he's just there for the gorillas and poaching, which I I don't know. I, again, I want to know who, how they hire these people to come up with these ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he was very devious. And I did read something that I thought was um, actually really cool. So, According to the audio commentary on the DVD, does anyone have DVDs anymore? Check it out. Clayton's actions during his final moments in the film were meant to mirror the ferocious leopard Sabor, which, as we remember in the film, is who Tarzan ended up killing, and Kerchak still wanted nothing to do with Tarzan after that. But it was symbolizing Clayton's increasing lack of humanity and uh descent into the animalistic madness so that came from the audio commentary and i thought that was i don't know like i didn't realize that the ending of it was kind of mirroring sabor until i read that which was kind of weird um, yeah that is interesting i need to rewatch that movie it's been forever I love that movie can i tell you complete side note tarzan Tarzan rocks. Okay, are you? If you're gonna, I know. If you, I just she's about to go into a side quest about Tarzan rocks. It was my favorite thing ever. I love on this day in 19 whatever. Phil Collins recorded the Tarzan soundtrack, and fire was invented. (laughs) (laughs) It is a really good movie. It is one of my favorite movies. Um, So, but. He was also marked as one of the Disney villains to have an excessively brutal and terrifying death. Made it gruesome for children. Because it was. Like, if you think about it, it was it was pretty horrible, the ending. But then you watch it. Like, as I watch that as an adult, like, if I was a kid watching that, if I was James's age watching that, that's pre- it is pretty terrifying. 
But as an adult watching that, I go, yeah, you so deserved that. I'm sorry. But that death, like, that was, it makes me sound, like, horrible. But he was just a horrible person. And he, just the fact that he was just devious and everything. Like, the, the, the ability to be that deceitful, I feel, makes you a villain. Right? Like, to come right out and lie and get there and then you have ulterior motives so yeah because again it's something we see reflected in the real world every day yes yes deception will get you nowhere people so he was on my list you're kind of right though about the ending like there was like a we're gonna talk about another villain in a minute that was just a few years before this there was like a time period where disney was like we're just going to make movies that should be rated R, a, a, a rated G, and make them animation. Like, like what the heck, man? Right? <laughs> it's, it's so appropriate that these movies happened in the 90s when Gen X was getting called, like, emo and goth and, like, you know, just oh, so, yeah. so emotional and, like, <laughs> despondent. Like, it's like... Have you seen the animated movies that were delivered to us? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was whole. Yeah, it was, and it does. You know, it they don't show anything, and it's kind of. I guess you can kind of look at it like, okay, well, you see the shadow just like at the haunted mansion, and so, kudos for hiding it. But what are you done? We know what he did. We know what happened. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he, he was definitely on my list just, just for the, the deceitfulness and obviously wanting to kill the gorillas and how dare you. <laughs> so, wait, was that your third one? That was my third, yes. Okay. Well, I'm like, I, wait, we did Scar, we did Evil Queen, we did Cruella, mm-hmm. we did Lady Tremaine. I only have one left on my list. I have, I have two. I can do another one. Sure, go for it. This is one I wasn't, he, he kind of made, he was on my short list, on my lot. He's the top, the like bottom of the list that I have. Um, I picked Sean Yu. Oh, yes. For Mulan. I, yes. He is a, I feel like he is a villain, but he's a, I don't want to say underrated villain, but he's an underrated villain. Like people don't look at him as a villain in a sense because- like, you look at him as, okay, so he's the leader of the Hun army, which, if you're the leader of the, if you're the leader of the bad people, obviously you're a villain. But I just feel like he was kind of underrated when you look at the villain list, right? The whole, I, we, we've watched Mulan recently, James and I, and any, anyone fears an army, but China feared the entire army, not just Shun Yu, but Shun Yu is the main, villain and a big part of it is his looks like all of his all of his little minions if you will are very like scraggly looking and kind of scary um but his looks are his looks are very scary but he was just he just wanted the blood like he just wanted death i feel the whole time he tried to kill the emperor one of the lines he said in there is when they went to go i don't know the exact quote but he said something like, went to one of his minions, how many does it take to send a message? He's like, ah, one. And he ends up 
shooting an arrow and getting rid of the second one. So like just something as simple as that, like you just had this interaction with people and then you're, you're making them think that they're getting away and you order their death. That's kind of crappy. So, but in all in all, like the only thing he wanted aside again, bloodthirsty, just wanted the death. He tries to kill the emperor at the end and in the end, one of his quotes was, your walls and armies have fallen, now it's your turn, bow to me. So not only was he bloodthirsty, but he was, he was greedy. He wanted, he wanted to be the new emperor, and he was willing to do whatever it took for all of China to, quote-unquote, bow to him. So I feel like he is an underrated villain. He was a pretty crappy guy. That's a good choice. I did think about... I did think about Mulan. Um, it, it's hard. Yeah. Like when you have someone that's like genocidal. Right. <laughs> not put them on the list. But uh, I don't, I I think part of it was maybe, maybe I guess part of it was like you said, like I'm looking more at some of my favorite m- movies and being a little more judgmental maybe just because I know the story better I guess like I watched Mulan when it came out but I've it's it's not one of my favorites so I haven't I I do like watched it as much it's 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 one of my favorite not I mean it is one it is one of my favorite movies I could watch it multiple times and be okay partially I think because it has a really good song in it that's really catchy and it's always been one of my favorite songs so I don't know, but um, yeah, it's not. It's I don't think it's a bad movie, and also it was made at our park, so you know, gotta show yeah. a little love to the studios. <laughs> um, but uh, I, it just didn't. I it just didn't ever connect with me the way that like Beauty and the Beast did. Like I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's not a bad movie though. Like I would definitely recommend people see it. But okay, so I guess we're Speaking at of Beauty and the Beast. Is that your last villain? No. Oh. <laughs> um, he is... I do have a villain from Beauty and the Beast on my honorable mentions list. Okay. <laughs> he was on my list until he got replaced with Scar because, duh, Scar. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this is my most villainous villain. The most okay. evil villain in all of Disney animated history forever until the end of time i don't even think they could make this movie now at least not the way that it was made when it came out which i believe was 1996 and that is judge frollo claude frollo from the hunchback of notre dame oh my god (laughs) this dude is all of the words right he is he hates gypsies to the point of he's literally committing genocide against them like the gypsies are not even allowed in paris so when gypsies sneak into paris he orders them killed he killed quasimodo's mother and he tried to kill quasimodo when quasimodo was a baby he tried to kill a freaking baby until the archdeacon convinced him that he was like gonna go to hell basically if he killed a baby because that's what happens when you kill a baby (laughs) and ended up raising him but like basically obviously locked him away in the bell tower and just abused him for his whole life and then 
he's like obsessed with Esmeralda, just obsessed with her. He's constant. He's like so lustful for her. It's gross and scary. And he tries to propose to her. Basically, he wants her to be his mistress, even though he hates her and he hates gypsies. But he's like, it's just it's gross and she obviously denies him because he's a genocidal maniac and she escapes and he orders her murdered so he's like going around the city burning the city down looking for her to kill her because she refused him and he there's this one part in the movie where he goes into this farmer's house like on the outskirts of paris And it's like a farmer that lets gypsies stay there when they're in transit. And the guy's like, we don't know where she is. We don't know who she is. We've never seen her. And he's like, okay, that's, you know, if you, if you're not lying, then you don't have anything to worry about. And he walks out of the house and he has the guards like put a a piece of wood in front of the door so they can't get out. And he orders um, Phoebus to burn the house down and he's like i'm not gonna do that you don't just get to kill innocent people so he takes a torch and does it himself so he he's just just out of his friggin mind and then at the end of the movie (laughs) at the end of the movie he tries to kill quasimodo again so it's I can't even believe like that this movie exists. <laughs> I I actually like saw this thing a while ago that was it was like a Reddit forum or a Facebook post or something where it was like this is the R-rated the most R-rated G movie you'll ever see especially from Disney and I'm like yeah it's true like If you have little kids and you've never seen this movie or it's been a while since you've seen this movie, please watch it before you let your kids watch it. Because if you don't, you're going to get a lot of really weird questions (laughs) from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I would say maybe this is for teenagers. Like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, it is. In my opinion, one of the best Disney animated movies ever. The animation is amazing. The soundtrack is awesome. The story is so good. But it's also like super dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lots of emotions like watching the movie. So, but yeah, Judge Frollo to me is just, he is the most evil. And you, and again, you can see this like reflected in the world, real world. Like there's politicians out there that we see on TV that like make me think of this dude. So he is just power hungry and just like his, this makes me think like, I don't want to offend anybody because this is not that, but this makes me think of like during the Vietnam war, how like a lot of American service members came home with Asian brides and there was this weird, and I'm not saying like everybody was a victim in that. As far as I'm concerned, like our military was also a victim. They, they're, they don't get to just decide what they're doing and not doing. It's very complicated, but like, There was this weird like hatred and also obsession with 
those kinds of relationships. And this kind of makes me think of that. Like he's committing genocide against these people, but there's this one girl and she denies him and he, it almost makes him more genocidal towards that, that sect of people. And it's just very disturbing, but so well portrayed that, I mean, it's just, to me, it's just like no competition. When we said the most evil villains, like I immediately was like, Judge Frollo, no contest. Everybody else is like way in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Except for maybe Scar, like, you know, but yeah. So that is my, that's my number one pick. And also my last on my top five, because we had so many matching. (laughs) I do have a couple honorable mentions, but. My most villainous villain, speaking of babies, <laughs> is <laughs> as soon as you, when you said that, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, both of ours kind of start the same, is Mother Gothel from Tangled. She is definitely up there for me. Okay. So, first of all, she is greedy and evil. So, I I'm going to preface this by... A side note of not her being a villain, but something I read, I, I did my research on these people. I read something and I was like, oh my gosh, I can see that now. I never saw that before. Brian Howard, do you know who he based Mother Gothel on? Her appearance? Who she was influenced no. by? Cher. Oh my God, I can see it. Oh no, right? I can't unsee it. <laughs> you can't unsee it. <laughs> I read that, I'm like, Oh, yeah. I can't unsee it. Now that I read that, that's all I can see. Especially, like, Cher in the 80s with the hair. Like, it's her. Um, So Howard explained that Cher is very exotic and gothic looking. That she definitely was one of the people we looked at visually as far as what gives you a striking character. Like, yeah. Perfect, perfect person to base her off of. Not that Cher's evil, but anyways, I wanted to share that tidbit. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. So, first of all, she kidnaps a baby. Horrible. She kidnaps a baby because of her powers. She kept her isolated, which, horrible. Like, this poor 18-year-old girl has no clue of the outside world, although she's a really good painter keeps her completely isolated. She ends up stabbing Eugene just to keep Rapunzel to herself. Again, selfish, greedy. One of the comments that she says in the movie that really like just solidifies her as why this is so her greed and her evilness is, uh, I tried to warn you what was out there, foreshadowing. The world is dark and selfish and cruel. The world is you. Like, if you look at it, like, the world is dark and selfish and cruel. The only world Rapunzel knows is Mother Gothel. So is she saying that I'm what's dark and selfish and cruel? If it finds even the slightest ray of sunshine, it destroys it. Again, she kidnapped a baby. Could have saved, in in the long run, she ends up killing, essentially, how many people over those 18 years... By not sharing this amazing ability for Rapunzel to help other people. And she wanted to keep it all to herself. And we go back to, you know, Snow White and Cinderella 
the greed and wanting to keep somebody for yourself and wanting to have everything and not willing to share it. I, I just, she just was evil to me. She, of all the villains, I know there's other villains that are probably more villain or villainy than her. But to me, she was she was top on my list of villains that I looked at. She kidnapped a baby. Yeah. Again, we don't do that in polite society. Right. <laughs> but exactly. that goes back to the whole thing of like, if you're winning, then I'm losing. Right. Like what makes her think that Rapunzel would go help everyone else and not help her? Mm-hmm. Like it's just beyond. It, it is. I I wrote a thing on Facebook a long time ago. Maybe I'll make a blog post out of it. So I mean, so we've had, you know, between our picks, many of them were women. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think maybe most of them. <laughs> and yeah, I had two. You know, we we didn't we didn't talk about Ursula, so Ursula could be on an honorable mentions list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I there's this whole thing about. The Little Mermaid is, a, is about Ariel just wanting to go be with the boy. And I'm like, if anybody thinks that, I think you should go watch the movie again. Because before she became a human, she was literally singing a song about why she wanted to be a human in a cavern full of things from humans that she had been collecting for years. She had always wanted to be a human. Eric was just the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Ursula, Ursula knows she wants to be a human and she knows that Ariel has a little crush on Eric. And the movie is not about Ariel and Eric. The movie is about Ariel and Ursula. Just like all of these movies, the evil queen and Snow White. It's not about the prince. It's about the evil queen and Snow White. Mm-hmm. It's not about cinderella and the prince it's about cinderella and lady tremaine and her stepsisters it's about how good patient women handle the evil destructive women in their lives so i i hate this whole concept of like all these movies are just about girls getting their prince and they're happy ever after and i'm like you need to rewatch these movies (laughs) because the like you said there um off mic earlier about queen of hearts and you know so the queen of hearts orders alice's head to be chopped off because alice embarrassed her ursula is taking ariel's voice because of greed mother gothel is trapping rapunzel in the tower because of greed lady tremaine is keeping cinderella locked up because of greed like there's so much of this in these movies that I think if people really sat down and looked at them from a different lens and just forgot about the prince for a second (laughs) in all of these movies, you would see this because the whole movie is happening because of that complicated relationship between the women in the films. So yeah, I, I think mother Gothel is a great pick. So Stop. Yes. Don't kidnap babies or kill dogs. <laughs> or gorillas. What are you doing? <laughs> Seriously. Who's on your uh, honorable mention? Anybody else? So definitely Gaston. Yeah. 
he is so freaking entitled. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the future poster man of like domestic violence. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah. And like I said earlier, Eric Calais, Mm -hmm. he is. I think really what stood out to me is like, we all remember that kid from our childhood that was just a bully and just full of themselves. But then later on you find out that that like that kid's parents hate him or, you know, there's some other kind of chaos going on in their life where this is the only way they feel like they have control. Right. Um, But he's written so well that it just feels really real. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yes. I had Jafar on my honorable mention. I mean, trying to mesmerize, what's the word? Hypnotize, ugh. Hypnotize people into getting his way. Again, the greed, the the wanting it all for himself just to make Jasmine his. And, you know, he, he was on my honorable mention. Just the yeah. greed. A big part of these villains, it goes to greed. And babies and, and animals. <laughs> he's willing to like sacrifice all kinds of everything people to go and tr- to, you know, to try to get into the cave of wonders. <laughs> right. Yes. So yeah, he threw somebody in there who wasn't even, he knew wasn't the, the diamond in the rough and he put him in there anyway. Yeah. And then this one, initially I w- was going to put it on my most evil, but I can't really say he's the most evil because he has a very limited character arc. And if you know the whole, if you know like more of the original story, I guess maybe you could say he's evil, but the headless horseman, I mean, he is evil. Right. But there's, you don't like, unless you know, like you're not going to get that from watching the film why he even exists. (laughs) So I'd say he's more, and we did talk about headless horseman in the creepiest characters episode. So if you want to hear some more about headless horseman, go listen to that one. But my other one was Jay Worthington foul fellow, AKA honest John from Pinocchio. Oh, that that's a good one. Yeah, and he I didn't think about him. Yeah, that's I had like all these on my list and then I was like, but I have to choose the five worst ones. So he yeah. got he got removed for somebody else, but um yeah, yeah like he's and Gideon really too because they kind of are always together, but you know, he like convinces Pinocchio to go to Stromboli's instead of going to school and he basically sells Pinocchio to Stromboli and then later on when Pinocchio escapes he comes across these two clowns again and they convince him to go to Pleasure Island and they're they're helping kidnap all these children to send to Pleasure Island which mm-hmm. you know what happens there they like do whatever they want and smoke and eat candy and then they get turned into donkeys but they're just shysters. They don't yeah. have yeah, yeah. any feeling towards any of these like children that they're, I mean, they're child traffickers. Like, right. <laughs> let's moral, just say it. <laughs> moral of the story, kids, don't talk to strangers, don't smoke, don't drink. <laughs> Otherwise, you get sold to a puppeteer 
and you turn into an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, I I I ended up taking him off to replace with Cruella Deville actually, but definitely. So I mean that's that's my honorable. Do you have more I, on I yours? Had, yeah, I had Lotso on mine, but I didn't get into Lotso. So we didn't actually talk about any Pixar. There are a few Pixar villains that you don't really think are villains, like um, Otto from Wally. He's a villain. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Randall from Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lotso, I didn't actually, like, he was on my short list on my list and then i'm like no because if you actually look at the reason lot like yeah lotso's a jerk but the reason he turned evil is because he was abandoned right like that's where his evil started is he felt abandoned and replaced and turned into this monster basically this not so friendly strawberry smelling bear (laughs) um so i feel like he is a villain in a sense but He's a villain because of his backstory, and that's not fair. And that's right? one of those. That's one of those things. Like we were talking about with the live action, where it's like you can understand how they got there. Yes. So the villainy is like more complicated, right? You know, whereas like we don't know why Cruella Deville is the way she is. We right. don't really get that information from the film. She just is the villain at the start of the film. So this is like one of those, it makes it more complicated to, to say that. Right. And, I mean, you could, you could almost say that Woody was a villain in Toy Story 1 for like the first two thirds of the movie. Oh yeah, for jealousy. Yeah. Just, you know, yep. so yeah, some of the Pixar ones... They're not so cut and dry. There's like a lot of gray area there. And yeah. there it's a little more like existential. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like who's who is the villain in In and Out? Time? Just the fact that you're growing up and you're losing your memories. So right. you know and what I mean? Like <laughs> Right. And I guess technically, in a sense, honestly, if you look at the greed aspect of being a villain joy would be the villain right because she Mm. she doesn't want any other you know she doesn't want to let sadness explain and so joy kind of is greedy and wants it her way and wants her always to be happy making her kind of a villain in a sense yeah yeah they're a little more hard to pin down yeah i i will say as i was making my list I went over to AFI is is the American Film Institute. They have a lot of like top lists for things and they have an article or a page rather that has 100 heroes and villains. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> and they're ranked. So there are 3 villains on their list that are Dis- that are from Disney. And we actually have a couple that match. So in 39th place is Cruella DeVille. I was going to pick Cruella. (laughs) Okay. In 20th place. Scar. Is Man from Bambi. from Bambi. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, you see his feet. Do you know Bambi's actually considered an all-animal cast? Yeah, yep. Yeah, man is more insinuated in this film, which makes it more compelling, I guess you can say. Um, But man is... So we always had a hard time with this movie in my household because we're a Mm -hmm. hunting family. (laughs) Uh, Deer is food. (laughs) Still remember walking into your house the first time ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have deer heads on our wall. But yes, venison is food in our family. So So is cows. Exactly. Yeah. So we always had a hard time with this because... It's one of those, is Bambi saying that hunters are evil? I don't think that Bambi is saying that hunters are evil. I think Bambi is saying that people that aren't paying attention or people that are careless are bad. And, you know, there is a difference between hunting and poaching. Poaching is illegal. Hunting is not. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Any hunter that you talk to will say that if they see a doe with fawns, they absolutely will not kill that doe. So basically a responsible hunter would never have killed Bambi's mother. So it's, you know, and then, you know, there's like the forest fire. I mean, there's like, yes, man can be... and. There's another movie too, like Wall-E. You could say man is evil in Wall-E because the reason they had to abandon the earth <laughs> right. was because of consumerism and gre- like just the more and more and more mentality all the time. So yeah, so I can kind of see how they came to that one. Like yeah. that is a I, pretty compelling okay. yep. I argument. Got, I agree. <laughs> um, and then the third one at number 10 is the evil queen from Snow White. Nice. Okay. So <laughs> so between the two of us, we got two out of the three off of their list, which I'll post a link to this in the show notes on our website so you guys can go check out some of the other villains because they definitely have some some other Disney-related villains on there. I was say, are there say. any Disney that are not animated on there? There has to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's villains. That's Disney villains. (laughs) You know, another one I thought of too, but I can't, I can't really speak about it too much because I haven't seen the movie in an extremely long time is John Ratcliffe from Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also a genocidal maniac, but obviously somewhat based in history. So. Right. You know, we know we we know what happened (laughs) and his character is based on it's based on Governor Ratcliffe, but it's it's also based on other historical figures. I think I think they took elements from multiple different people in history and kind of like coagulated them into his character. So I I I have issues with that movie. (laughs) The soundtrack is fire, like amazing soundtrack. And it plays a pretty big role in Fantasmic. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, well, yeah. That's one of the scenes they took out. I don't know if they replaced it with Moana or Frozen, but... I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I just didn't add him because it's been it's been too long since I saw the movie and I can't really like expand on it other than he's a genocidal maniac. <laughs> yeah. 
But do you have any other honorable mentions? I do not. No, those are my my two. I think we had a pretty good list. We did. I do want to hear from our Facebook group, your top five or your top three. Maybe I'll put a poll in there to see. Yes. I'll list out ours and see who everybody thinks is the worst one. (laughs) And then put another and see what they put. Yeah. So, yeah, go over there and tell us. And, you know, go back and watch these movies if it's been a while. Catch up on some villainy and use that Disney Plus subscription to its fullest. (laughs) Yes. Especially since they're raising the price on you now. And and don't be greedy and and don't be selfish and <laughs> you won't be a villain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't be a genocidal maniac and don't <laughs> right. kill babies. Don't kill babies. <laughs> it's very simple, <laughs> right? <sighs> James had a couple too that he wants to talk about, which is very brief, but he had a couple he wants to mention too. So. I think Ursula and Randall. Ursula because she takes Ariel's voice and Randall because he made a scream extractor to try and scare Boo. Okay, so head over to the Facebook group and tell us who you think are the worst and most evil villains in the Disney and Pixar universe and... Animated. Animated, yes, animated. With that, we are going to pull up to our stop. I'm going to wish you guys all a very happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Watch your children. And with that, we'll say see you real soon. Bye, everybody. See, I didn't, I couldn't, I I agree with your your evil queens, Lady Tremaine. I just couldn't. It's hard to, that's why I had to go back and watch Snow White. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you are heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to start a conversation, share stories or photos, ask questions, and give advice. This is your place to connect with other Disney fans. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Main and Magic to join. If you've got a comment, question, or show idea, you can email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website at mainandmagic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media. Don't forget to tag us and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say see you real soon. <laughs>